Dancer took over and broke away. Pawaisabun's making ground. Further back to Charmy Baby Kiku. Away game, but Snap Dancers with the lead here. Pawaisabun trying hard. Star Tontazers flashing home late. Star Tontazers from Snap Dancers. Star Tontazers won. Star Tontazers from Snap Dancer. Pawaisabun. Good to be with you on Thoroughbred Weekly. I know a man up in the Hutter Valley that'll be grooving along to a bit of Katy Perry. He is an unapologetic fan. And what a day it was. Good morning to you, Gaz. Uh, it was a terrific day yesterday at Eagle Farm, the final group one of the season, the Sky Racing Tats Tiara. And we'll get to that in due course. A massive program up there in Sydney at Randwick. We had a track upgrade from a soft five to a good four for Civic Stakes Day and Scoey showed them how it was done in the big race. And the boys were out there with me yesterday at Randwick. Brad Gray and Corey Brown. Fellas, welcome to Sunday morning after a big day yesterday. Yes, thank you. Hello to you, Gav, Corey and everybody watching on at home. Do you think if you won a Group 1, you'd be dancing like that, Gav? I don't know. I can't win a Class 1 at Corindai, Brad. So <laughs> right. that well, just we'll seems, a, way up, that seems pretty pie-in-the-sky stuff to me. Fair enough. It was a fantastic day's racing, wasn't it? Civic Stakes, as you say. Taxu, catch me if you can. Yeah. And they couldn't catch him. Who said? He was just a wet tracker. They didn't yeah. seem to bother him. So that was certainly encouraging. And a staying test, 2,600 metres. And at the end of the day, I think the best horse won. I think so as well. And like you said at the races yesterday, a great game ride by Glenn Schofield, which you don't normally see on favourites. Yes. You know, jockeys do that on favourites. They do it on long shots that, you know, it isn't going to matter if they don't pull it off. But it's, yeah, it was, a, it was a gutsy ride. Sure was. What a day it was up there at Eagle Farm. Of course, we go to Caloundra uh, next week, but the Group 1s have been done and dusted for the winter. Bernadette Cooper is up there with us in Brisbane. Bernie, good morning to you. The party not officially over. As I say, we go to the Sunshine Coast next week, but how was Eagle Farm yesterday? Yeah, good morning, guys. Good morning to everyone at home. Look, it was a fabulous day there yesterday. The weather was brilliant. And you're right, the, the party's not over, but the Stradbroke season is over because that was obviously the last Group 1 and the last meeting there uh, for the for Stradbroke season. But it was a great day. Tats always put on a terrific day. Um, 
the Tatsiara, I think if you take out Wallace's three, three runners, Queensland actually only had two contenders, um, Startontes and Palayapan. Um, so it was a huge day to get, you know, a local victory in the big group one. Kelly Schweder had a great day. Jason Collett had a good day great day. Um, we saw a really nice horse earlier in the day that we're not going to look at this time, but a horse called Uncommon James, who we think has got a big future. It was just a terrific way to end the Brisbane Carnival, for sure. That indeed it was. So the Group 1, with only the two Queenslanders in the Tatsiara, taken out by little star Tonte. She's as big as a wine glass, but she's got a hell of an engine. <laughs> Sky Racing Tatsiara, stand by. Light on. Where Wright's racing. Shalpa Bar began brilliantly. Enchanted Heart the inside. Going forward there a snapped answer. Trapped out and Avisto right up there on the firing line with also Vangelic and Palacipan. Kicker was well then. We've got next over on the outside. Wanda Bar. Further back to a tissue. Charmy Baby's going forward. Away game. Written Beauty. Further back to Yamazaki. Bring the rants from the inside. Nudge out three wide. Third last. And Star Tonte second last. The inside last of all is Brooklyn hustled. So it's Anavisto with the lead. Second snapped answer. Third Palacipan. Three or four lengths further back to Vangelic the inside. And then we've got also Kick as they swing down to the side. And then we've got Charmy Baby. Away game. Wanda Bar. Shout the bar. Written beauty. A tissue. Bring the ransom. Yamazaki further back on the field to Enchanted Heart the inside. A nudge a long way back. Start Tonto's second last from Brooklyn Hustle. Last at the 4.50. Anavisto from second snapped answer. So Charmy Baby's been wide. Railing throws Palacipan further back on the field there to Kiku. Away game down the outside, but Snap Dancer took over and broke away. Palacipan's making ground. Further back to Charmy Baby. Kiku. Away game, but Snap Dancer's with the lead here. Palacipan trying hard. Start Tontazer's flashing home late. Start Tontazer and Snap Dancer. Start Tontazer's one. Start Tontazer from Snap Dancer. Palacipan. A tissue away game, followed by Kiku. Charmy Baby. Nudge and written beauty, shout the bar, wonder bar, Brooklyn hustle, Vangelic followed for the back by Yamazaki, Anavisto enchanted hard and bring the ransom, pulled up at the rear. Well, what a ride it was, and the celebrations after the race really told the tale there. As I say, nothing of her, and to come from last and weave a passage was quite phenomenal. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, extraordinary win. She, you're right, she is tiny. Her nickname is Pumpkin. She is clearly the, you know, the smallest horse in that race. And she'd come through some great races like the Fred Best and the Stradbroke. In fact, if you watched her Stradbroke run, she found the line equally as good as she did yesterday. But obviously it was a bit better company. But I don't know, guys, that you can make too many excuses for anything else in the race. I mean, there were a few that covered ground, like Charmy Baby that raced well. We saw um, Snap Dancer present at the top of the straight. Um, but she has failed to run out 1,400 uh, strongly previously. Palayapan, what a ride by Luke Tarrant to get from the gate, third the fence, and now she gets Group 1 uh, placing status, which is just terrific for her uh, heading towards uh, the breeding barn. But, you know, she gives them all a start. Admittedly, she gets this most glorious run, uninterrupted run, uh, shows the best turn of foot, gives them a start, beats them all fair and square. A tissue was great late, um, and as I said, Snapdancer hanging on. Anna Visto, I guess, was the flop. She was the favourite. Rachel King of the opinion, she just raced flat on the occasion.
occasion, but you like to be getting a run like that on a back marker, Corey. Yes, without a doubt. Burn. Is that pumpkin's normal racing pattern all the time? Um, <laughs> can she be put in a more forward position to sort of take up that, that slack? Or is that, is that just how, no, she, how she has to race? Yeah, that's how she has the race. They dared to do it once as a two-year-old, I think maybe at her second or third start, and she just didn't finish off. So um, maybe it's to do with her size. Maybe she's a little bit um, spooky about being in the field. I don't know that it's that. I think that it's just more her pattern. She likes to build that momentum. And as I said, if you get, if you, if you watch her run in the Stradbroke, she did finish off uh, hard and fast there as well. So she's been a star. Rob Heathcote, you know, obviously thrilled to get another Group 1. We're going to hear from him now and indeed Jason Collett. But this group of owners has been with him since the very beginning. Special little pumpkin. We knew. We've known she was special for a long way through. And uh, she went that close in the surround in Sydney. She'd had no luck. We made a big call, taking Taylor off and putting Jason on, but he was last coming into the straight. Kept his cool, ran right through them, and she's probably worth a few bob now, eh? I think so, more than a few bob. I mean, her run last start was amazing, weaving through traffic to the line. Yes, and that was 50 kilos, and she had a knockers, and Gator, David Gately, you tipped her as your best each-way bet Australia-wide today, and I sent that out to all my owners and clients, your champion. What to do with her now? Oh, well, she'll go to, <laughs> she'll go to the paddock for sure. I was going to take her down to Melbourne for the spring. I'm going to have to evaluate that now because she hasn't had a break for literally two preparations, you know, little Band-Aid breaks. But, gee, some nice fillies and mares races at Flemington, isn't there? <laughs> oh, it's so tempting, isn't it? Look, I'm just so pleased for, you know, the ownership group. They've been with me. You know, we had the mum, Fantontes. I had her mum, Cantontes. It's been a part of my life for 23, 24 years. This ownership group's been with me the whole way. My staff, they've done a fantastic job. And, of course, Jason Collette. Jason, thank you, mate. Yeah, I just missed in Sydney on a bit. No, look, it was really it was great to get back on her. Um, sort of followed her this prep since both of us sort of come back and and she'd been running you know good honest races but probably hadn't been finishing them off quite like she did today so jeez uh, the feeling I got when um, I pushed the button I thought it was pretty good at Ramwick that day when I just missed but today that was unbelievable. Her turn of foot is, is electric but like I, I probably we, we, it was a heavy track that day and the turn of foot was so good, we just about used it too too quickly. And, and even to a certain extent today, when I got up next to the, the Kiramar runner, I didn't have a hell of a lot of carrots left, and I was a touch worried, but, uh, you know, it's probably in the, a similar vote uh, up on speed, and I was sort of fresh legs on the scene. This race, the Tats Tiara, is a little special for you. Yeah, it is. Look, it's, it was um, three years ago. It's definitely one of my best times on track. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it was good today to come back and get another one. Ethan Brown, snap dancer. Yeah, she ran her heart out. Um, left out in front of Fairway out, but you know she probably deserved to win. But um, beaten by a bit on the day. Luke Tarrant, player pen. Uh, massive, massive effort. Um, honestly, if we draw a gate and we can do no work like last start, we'd probably win a Group One there. But you know, cards didn't fall that way. But I can't fault the effort. A tissue, Jay Ford. Yeah, she ran really well. Just coming back in trip, she seemed to struggle to go the speed all the way, but she was strong late. Tommy Berry, kicker. Yeah, had a, 
a really nice card up from the eventual second place getter and she tried very hard. Will Pike away game? Uh, a very good effort. Uh, with a better barrier I think we're right in the money so very very good effort. Nashra Willa nudge? Yeah the makeup of the race didn't allow us to really finish off but she uh, probably finished in as good a session as she can and, and ran really well just uh, just um, yeah, just never got an opportunity to work home, really. Charmy baby Larry Cassidy. Yeah, I thought she ran pretty good. Um, obviously, coming back in distance and, and the wide draw certainly didn't help, but she didn't disgrace herself. I wonder about Hugh Bowman. Uh, yeah, look, I think to be effective at 1,400, she needs to settle better than she did today. Ryan Maloney, she out the bar. Uh, look, she, uh, I thought her run was credible. Um, she's obviously first up in a very high-pressure race. She just was found wanting the last furlong, but obviously bound for improvement, and um, I'm sure Gay will get to the bottom of her. Brooklyn Hustle, Stephanie Thornton. Yeah, I thought she ran well. We obviously had the eventual winner to our, to our inside throughout, but I think she's just come to the end of her prep. Vangelic, Mark Duplessis. Got a lovely spot behind um, Palazzi Pen. It ran third, and I just, my filly never let down on this track. Brock Ryan, bring the ransom. Yeah, she just was never comfortable and tra didn't travel for me, and in doing that, she couldn't quicken off it. Anavisto, Rachel King. Um, yeah, she just raced a little bit flat today. Cole Wilson, Taylor, Enchanted Heart. Yeah, probably found that great a bit beyond her, but she, um, she was honest and tried hard. There's the market for the Golden Eagle with start Tontes winning the Tatsiara. Mazu, $6 in favourite in the Golden Eagle. Animo is at eight. Uh, Elation at $8 too, and then Espiona. And there is the uh, second page. I think Robbie Heathcote's been getting uh, pronunciation lessons from Brett Kavanagh with Colette. <laughs> Colette, yes. Colette. And Colette wasn't done there after winning uh, the Tatsiara Bernie. He had a bit of a picnic up there, including the Healy Stakes. And let's have a look at Juan Diva. Juan Diva, I think it was. Now we're right racing. April Rain, the inside. King of Sparta was away with an absolute flyer. Going forward as well as Rangers and Dr. Zeus. So Dr. Zeus and Rangers, the first couple, working up into third prime candidate. Fourth is now Grey Worm and 50 outside. Juan Diva, three wide. And further back in the field there too. Uh, creeping forward now over on the outside. He is shooting for goal. King of Sparta drifted back and simply fly the inside. A length and a half to Alpine Edge. April Rain and Baller followed by Mass Destruction. Blondo and Garibaldi the inside. So Dr. Zeus with the lead from second prime candidate. Third is Rangers and fourth is Grey Worm at the 500. Juan Diva's been wide and they're clear from shooting for gold. Who's out three and four deep with cover there. And then we've got King of Sparta and back near the inside simply flies. So Dr. Zeus, a leader. The outside prime candidate, Grey Worm. Rangers, King of Sparta simply fly the inside. Shooting for gold coming down the outside. And Juan Diva running home as well. Prime candidate, Juan Diva the outside, Rangers between them and shooting for gold the outside as well but taking over here the outsiders Juan Diva from Prime Candidate Juan Diva's one from Prime Candidate third Rangers, shooting for gold Baller, King of Sparta, Garibaldi and Simply Fly, Grey Worm Mass Destruction, April Rain followed by Blondo and Dr Zeus at the tail Juan Diva, Jason Collett again, what a day for him beating prime candidate and Rangers in third over, shooting for golden baller. So Juan Diva taking out the Healy Stakes. Well, Bernie, Richard and Will Friedman, they had to wait seven days after what happened at Ipswich uh, the Saturday <coughs> prior, but they pick up a Group 3 yesterday. Just a masterful stroke, wasn't it? I mean, we had Will Friedman pacing up and down at, outside the stewards' room at Ipswich last week. Uh, wanting to scratch Juan Diva, but we hadn't had a downgrade at that stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. We got to race eight, 
on a, on a soft five and they downgraded it without the range to the soft six that allowed Will to scratch this lady. I think she'd had four fourths in stakes races. So they were obviously desperate to get, um, you know, stakes ratings with her. So just a masterful stroke to take on this race. She was wide the entire trip, three wide the, the whole trip, and it didn't seem to make any difference. Um, prime cam candidate and rangers, they were on speed and they were good. Dr. Zeus was able to back that speed off mid-race. And then we had shooting for gold out there in the orange colours, who ended up actually starting favourite, I think. But um, he just wants to lug in behind one diva late here. Baller not blessed with the same barrier yesterday as he had in the Group 2 Morton Cup and found himself a pair or two further back than what he has. So his run was terrific with 60 kilos there yesterday. Shooting for gold was good, but it's just fabulous to see this mare uh, win a stakes race and, as I said, a masterful stroke by the Friedman team uh, to get the bickies yesterday. You're right there. She had to do it the tough way. She had a bit of cover, but she was terrific. Just having a look at that replay. You're right, Bernie. Baller looked terrific there with the big weight and things not particularly run to suit. He was tremendous to the line. He was really, really good. He took on another three kilos. Blondo also in the blue colours there, in the blue blinkers, uh, built nice momentum sort of from the 400 to the 200 and then just dead ends for Blondo after that. So he's going well. In fact, Blondo hasn't had much luck at any of his starts here in Queensland. But you're right, Baller was great and you just wonder what would have been or could have been had he drawn a gate. But that's racing and it goes the way of Juan Diva. What a lovely filly. She's um, had a bit of bad luck with bad draws, but... Uh... You know, she was down in weight today and she was meant to run last week at Ipswich and they had the guts to pull her out when the track was so bad and that takes a lot of doing, but they got their reward today. They certainly did. We had Will pacing up and down at Ipswich, uh, not happy with the state of the track there. So you're right, just a smashing effort to do that. But the thing that's so great, Trelawney Stud, they own her in New Zealand, they're great friends of mine and and the, uh, the boys, Friedman boys. and. Uh, I've got to thank them for um, trusting me to, with, the, with these horses and uh, I'm very proud to be able to win one for them today. She's had about four or five fourths in stakes races, so she finally gets a bit of black tight today. Yeah, well, she, um, they'll most probably keep her in work because she's, she's uh, go ahead with another year, I think. I had, a, I had a wide trip and got a very good effort by her because... I, I had to start asking her to improve before the 600 and I thought, oh, this is not going to end well. But she actually came up under me and Brian and Richard there had a really good order because I actually was able then to sort of wait into the straight and then ask her to improve again. So, yeah, very good. Of course, the connection's desperate to get black tight with her. I think she'd had four or five fifths, so she gets that today. Yeah, it's good. Kiwi's um, Trelawney stud there. So, no, really, really, really good effort. Must be this haircut that's helping you out. Yeah, Claire did it last night, um, and it was a bit, actually, sorry, the day before, and it was a bit cold uh, Friday morning, I know that, in Sydney. We've, we've got rid of the rain, but we've got the cold weather instead, so I don't know what's better. Brock Ryan, prime candidate. Yeah, really tough, on speed, honest run, um, just beaten by one with a better turn of foot at the end. Will Pike, shooting for gold? Uh, it was a nice run, uh, I was following, following the winner, but just wasn't quite good enough today. King of Sparta, Tommy Berry. <laughs> yeah, no, um... Look, he's a better horse when he gets to the outside. He was cluttered up the whole way down the straight and he still ran well. Garibaldi, Ben Thompson. Yeah, super run, second up. He drew third in a 14 and was settled that extra pair or two further back than he would have from a better draw. But went great and I think he's finished maybe seventh or eighth, but about two and a half lengths off the winner, so a good effort. Dr. Zeus. Tiffany Brooker. 
Yeah, look, I thought he, he did really well. He obviously went to the front and controlled proceedings. He probably just found the hard track a little bit of a pinch late. So, you know, back with on a surface with a bit of cut out of the ground, he'll be right there. Grey Worm, Samantha Collett. Yeah, it was a brave enough run for a horse that's probably playing fairly long odds. He's jumped and put himself in a nice spot in the 1-1 and probably just hasn't been able to sprint with those better horses, but he's tried hard. Mass destruction, Stephanie Thornton. Yeah, nice run. Things just didn't quite go his way today, but I thought he was really honest to the line. Jim Byrne, Alpine Edge. Um, a little bit disappointing. He over-raced a little bit um, on the circle. Uh, he was nearly able to get... I had cover, but I would have liked to have got a little bit closer to the fence. Um, look, the run wasn't as disappointing as probably what it's going to appear. Just on the circle, he just raced a little bit too heavy. Mark Duplessis, April Rain. Yeah, she always sort of travelled nice enough until put the pressure on. She's just a little bit plain in the straight. Maybe had enough, I'm not sure. James Orman, Blondo. Yeah, probably just needed an out, really. Um, had nowhere to go, and if we got around, we'd probably nearly test them, I reckon. Yeah, they were the beaten jockeys out of the Healy Stakes, and uh, one other uh, of the beaten jockeys, who in fact was really beaten uh, during her time in the saddle, uh, was this lady here, who we, we caught up with between races. Bernadette Cooper. Just couldn't run fast enough. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? How's the going? Oh, the going. Yeah. It's perfect. Like a bowling green. <laughs> it, was, it was a bowling green out there burning in the colours of the man. Uh, how, did, how did he go yesterday out there? He handled Eagle Farm all right? Uh, who, did, who did handle Eagle Farm? I missed that bit. The man. You're in the black and yellow. Although I didn't ride him at Eagle Farm. Oh, the black... Oh, I get you. Oh, sorry, a little bit blonde this morning, having a little bit of a, a brain fade. <laughs> yeah, look, <clears throat> the, track, the track was <clears throat> wintry but fabulous. Like, I think Jimmy Roberts would have to be very happy, really, to have got through the winter the way we did, considering how we started, all that wicked weather we had. It was pretty good, don't you think? Bernie, that just sums up Brisbane, doesn't it? Wintry but fabulous. Mm. <laughs> All right, we'll head off to a break. We'll come back with more with Thoroughbred Weekly with Bernie having a look at Eagle Farm yesterday. So Rebel Rama by length and a quarter from Elusive Jewel and the, the race favourite is third, our intrigue getting a lovely run. Uh, fourth, the inside of Little Mix and further back to Tarfet over on the outside of Tick Tock, Tick Tock and Endorphins are still last of all. So Rebel Rama by length and a half from Elusive Jewel, our intrigue and Little Mix the inside, further back to Tarfet over on the outside of Tick Tock, Tick Tock and Endorphins still last of all. So Rebel Rama here by three quarters from second is Elusive Jewel. Little Mix is rolled up into third. Our Intrigue fourth the outside about to ease out three wide pike and they're followed there by Tarfet and back behind those is Tick Tock Tick Tock and Dorfins to last of all at the 500. So Rebel Rama, Elusive Jewel, our intrigue's on the scene three wide. Tarfet comes even deeper. Little Mix is back near the inside and back behind those is Tick Tock Tick Tock and Endorphins. Rebel Rama still the leader. Our intrigue is trying hard out deeper. Little Mix is railing through. Elusive Jewel is still there. They're well clear from the others. Rebel Rama still got the lead. Our Trigger's a length and a half away, but closing. Little Mix is up to third. Rebel Rama, Alwyn Trigg the outside. Rebel Rama's still in front, and Rebel Rama's won from Alwyn Trigg. Third will go Little Mix, followed by Elusive Jewel, and then Endorphins and Tarfet and Tick Tock, Tick Tock pulled up at the tail. Rebel Rama holds on to win number three. Tommy Berry for Mark Connors goes all the way and defies Alwyn Trigg, who did slowly make ground but ran out of time to get there. Rebel Rama winning the Tats Gold Crown. It had been a funny old week for 
Mark Connors, he had a horse on Monday that got loose out at Hoxton Park, made its way into some sort of a mechanical shop, fell down a two-metre pit <laughs> in winning verse, that filly that's won yeah. two races. Okay. They winched yeah, her out. That. She had barely a scratch on her. So his luck continued up there, and it's been quite an unusual week, Bernie, for Mark Connors. <laughs> Hasn't it, What I hadn't heard about that one, but that is uh, very, very lucky for all concerned. Look, this, this win by Rebel Rama yesterday was a lot due to Tommy Berry's ride. It was summed up beautifully in the first 100 metres of the race. Well, I anticipate they had a a plan, or Tommy had a plan anyway. Our intrigue was actually the shortest price favourite we had all day. And I guess that, you know, small field tactics are, are so important. And we've just got this into this habit here of just dawdling in these staying races. So um, she was having her fourth run in. She hadn't won on a good track previously. However, she probably one of her best runs was in the Magic Millions Trophy behind Navy Cross on a good track. So. What we didn't see in that replay was in the first 100 metres, Tommy Berry was just adamant that he was going to lead them. And I guess he thought, if I can get in front of this odds-on pop and she's got to run me down, that'll make it harder. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Willie Pike, on, on our intrigue, just happy to wait until they got into the straight. And she was backing up on the seven-day backup, so she was just quite dour when he went for her, actually. And Rebel Rama, uh, to Mark Connor's credit, was able to keep kicking. I think the filly on the fence there, a little mix, uh, three-year-old filly by Mahasara from the Michael Nolan stable ran out of her skin there. That's only her seventh start. She's already won three races, so uh, looking sort of forward to seeing her next preparation as an emerging sort of stayer here in Brisbane. But all honours to Mark uh, Connors and particularly the ride there of Tommy Berry. You know what it's like, um, Corey, in small fields, staying events. It can just be a, a race of tactics, can't it? Oh, without a doubt, Bernard. And I'll tell you, I think if, this is going to sound really weird, but because we've had so much wet weather and the boys are so used to holding on to them, for the first couple of times they got back onto a good track, oh, I'm watching the races yeah. and thinking these boys are going way <laughs> too hard. But it's because we've had so much wet weather, uh, mm. like on the tracks, and they've been going so slow. Um, yeah, I reckon it can tamper with the boys clocking their head as well, you know, they can get back onto a firmer sort of surface and probably take the speed out of it too much. Um, I know it sounds yeah. silly, but I'm telling and you... No, I think there's something in that. Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you. You're going mad just now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look. Yeah, there are scenarios like that. And I know that when we, um, when we go, when we race a lot at Doombit and then we go to Eagle Farm, we see sometimes them taking off a little bit too early and then we swing the other way where they wait a little bit too long and these leaders have it really kindly out in front and they're able to just keep kicking there. So, yeah, it does sort of jumble around depending on the tracks and you're right, the conditions of the tracks. Let's hear from Mark Connors and Tommy Berry. Yeah, we, she went around the Oaks here last year, so she's had the run at the track and, um, you know, it was a bit of a plan. We've had this preparation. We give her, she had three good solid runs in Sydney. We give her three weeks between runs, come up here and got the money. So sometimes plans come off. They certainly do and it's thrilling when they do. So it'll be a big party for you tonight. Let's talk tactics and it was a tactical race. So was that the original plan to, to be in front? Well, I left it to Tommy. You know, I think he wanted to be positive out of the gates. You know, small field, there wasn't going to be a lot of chances. So, you know, he summed it up well and got the job done. So, you know, fantastic ride, Tommy. Yeah, no, it's nice. Um, a lot of people wouldn't have expected us to be there, but spoke to Mark before the race and we went out with a plan and um, it worked perfect. I was across within 100 metres and I'll tell you what, she was very lost out there in front. She changed legs a few times. She had a ease pricked. I reckon I clicked up the whole way around, so I'm puffing a bit, but... Um, 
she, the turn of foot she showed at the top of the straight, she was never going to get beat. But it's been a long time since I've ridden a winner for Mark. He was one of my first supporters when I was a kid for Nathan and I. So it's always nice to ride a winner for the Connors. Yeah, Mark Connors and Tommy Berry there. And boys, we were just saying, just uh, before we go on to the next race, which is the Tats Cup, if you closed your eyes, Corey, you made this point just a moment ago, yep. that if you closed your eyes, or Brad, you might have said it, mm. you'd swear that was Clary yep. and not Mark Connors. Isn't it amazing? And then we were going through the trainers and their sons yep. in terms of they fit that same profile. It's yep. Even the way they say things, the yep. little idiosyncrasies it's in terms of... Everything's exactly the same, yeah. Well, Blake Ryan, as we said, at dead set, you'd think it was Gerald, Gerald. talking. Yep. Paul Snowden sounds exactly like Peter. And Brave Pride sounds like Joe, yep. his dad. Ben Hayes. A classic Hayes example. Yeah, he's mm. exactly the same, so... Let's uh, go on to the uh, Tats Cup now. This is over the 2,400 metres and we'll talk more about a big day it was for Ron and Judy Wanless here. Uh, as we have a look at London Banker, Kelly Schweeter, the trainer, and Willie Pike. Yeah, London Banker was just great. Again, seat of power the early leader here. Esty Fanny started favourite and was happy to let Seat of Power take up the lead. And it was a f pretty much a dawdle um, again here. Um, seat of Power battles on, but it is this horse, London Banker, that's you know being targeted. You'll hear from Kelly Schweeter shortly, but he targeted this race in the Caloundra Cup, which he'll go to next week. And to be honest, he was the only horse that showed any turn of foot. And he's not famous for a big turn of foot either. But yeah, the others, I mean, Esty Fennick obviously came through stronger races like the Q22 and the Doombin Cup. And we thought, well, this is his race for the taking. But again, a case I think of just going, uh, you know, these horses up front going too moderately um, and then being too dour at the end of a trip. So well, as you say, well done to the Wanlesses and bring on the Caloundra Cup. It's going to be a good race next week. Let's hear from Kelly Schweder and Willie Pike. Yeah, look, you know, you, you don't like to sort of get too far ahead of yourself. These are the ra these two races we targeted, this race and the Caloundra Cup next week. So um, we give him a really good break because he's sort of done a good job last time. He's just taken a little while to, to, to get fit. Got the gun ride from Willie and um, no, well done to all the staff at home. They, they put in a lot of work, um, so it was really good. You were kissing babies, kissing women on the way out here? Yeah, that's the go. <laughs> You're a politician for a moment, Cal. Um, this horse always hit, hit the ground running when he got here as well, didn't he? Yeah, look, I mean, in running you wanted to be on him, you just didn't want anything to go wrong, you know, but um, he looked a winner a long way out, but that always doesn't happen. But um, look, he just had the gun ride. <laughs> and, Tommy Berry a bit cheeky. No, he's all right. No, no, it was really good. And, and um, look, we'll, we'll go to the Calandra Cup next week. He'll have an easy week. He's backed up in one before. So that's been the plan the whole time. So we'll go with that. I'm lucky Jimmy Byrne offered me some advice in the last one. I didn't receive it that well, but I, listen, I did listen to it. So um, you can't be giving up spots on these fast tracks. And this horse was the only horse in this race to show a turn of foot. He was, and he's probably not necessarily known for that. So... I don't know, I was in the right spot at the right time. Hey, Willie Pike and Kelly Sweetle, Ron and Judy Wanless uh, yesterday had a day, didn't they, Brad? Mm. Flag of honour, that horse at Newcastle, the first starter of theirs, I think was 5.50 into odds on. Yep. And uh, bolted in. Yeah, it took winding up there halfway down the straight and you thought, oh, maybe this was looking a bit dicey, but he wound up and he got the job done. So plunge landed. Yeah, definitely, they got the cash. Mm. All right, we'll head off to a break. Plenty more of Thoroughbred Weekly coming up.
This is the Battle of the Bush 2022. Light is on. Ready. Racing this time. In the end, a pretty good line out of Moody Bay was well served and Raiden looking for a forward position. Ella Beach, the grey mare, is going quickly with VJ Day and Beware. They're the first trio running to this first turn. Wide on the track is Hit Snooze, who's uh, going forward there. They're followed by Arwanichi just ahead of it, getting a nice run as a Moody Bay. Running in about sixth place on the turn onto the side of the track. Then comes Cappuccino. Expellable is there, about four lengths off the lead. They're followed next by Frisco's Image. Back on the inside is Raiden Rails in run though. They're followed on its outside. They're going forward by Star of O'Reilly. Mossini just looking for cover, looking for something to take it into the race. Well back in the field then comes Jarhead. Such a wit as well back and Kettleston last hooking to the outside. Heads a turn for home in the Battle of the Bush now. Ella Beach tackled by Beware. VJ Day, a Moody Bay pushing into the clear now. Followed by Hit Snooze on the outside and running on fairly is Expellable. But hitting the lead is a Moody Bay. Amuti Bay, VJ Day going with Amuti Bay. They settle down to fight it out, but it's uh, coming clear now, Amuti Bay, and they're going to do it again. It's Cairns and Stanley taking the Battle of the Bush from VJ Day. Now, Kettleston has rushed up into third place and fourth. Might have been Jarhead, third and fourth a photo, followed by Cappuccino and then came Expellable not too far away, followed then by uh, Galapagos, well back Massini, then came Awanichi, followed by uh, Such a Wit, Raiden folded up in the running, then came Ella Beach, Beware. Well back also Frisco's image hits news and uh, one of the last to crot Across the uh, line there was uh, pulling up quickly, hit snooze in the 2022 Battle of the Bush final. And it's again Olivia Cairns and Justin Stanley with a Moody Bay. Yeah, what a great combination they have been, both rider and trainer Justin Stanley and Olivia Cairns from up there in the Sugar City, Bernie. And the big money goes back that way again. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. She comes from Mackay. They won this race, I think, the first time it was run about four years ago with Mason's Chance. Obviously, in Moody Bay, he had form around Smart Meteor. Um, he ran fourth to on the lead only a handful of starts ago. So his form was good. He went around in the Fitzroy, which was the, on the undercard for the Archer there behind Sir Warwick in his lead up, or two starts ago, actually, uh, but getting ready for this race. Um, Justin Stanley was able to just get him in a great spot and he can probably say thank, thank you to Gary Gearan for punting that horse to his outside on the turn which made the way for this horse just to sail through. VJ Day was good, probably the hard luck story was Kettleston, uh, he ends up I think in third position. Um, but it's just, it's more about the concept, um, they love it, we saw big personalities, big hats. Um, these horses between them, although counting the emergencies, I think, um, have won over 200 races. <laughs> so they're all big time country performers. Um, but great job by Olivia Cairns and Justin Stanley. Justin's one of our sort of most famous travelling jockeys from the city to the provincials to the countries. He does it um, each and every week actually and he's got a great association with most trainers but particularly Olivia so um, it was a great effort let's hear from Olivia and Justin Stanley. It's been a big week mate it's just like relief <laughs> relief yeah 
Magical, magical. Great ride. Only thing I was worried about that he was going to get stuck behind slow ones, but he got out when he needed to. It was a great ride. And he had to bullock his way out there a bit too, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did. But, mate, he goes pretty good. He's held his formal campaign. He's raced with sort of very good company, and I was quietly confident, but you always need luck. <laughs> you always need luck. He's running the Fitzroy. was just fabulous. Yeah, and the form around him has gone on to... Um, yeah, like I say, he's raced great all campaign. Um, we sort of had this in the back of our mind last year and just can't believe we pulled it off. It's a great content by Racing Queensland and I was lucky enough to win the, the first one with the livery as well and I was probably more confident coming into this race. Um, look, he's probably the best horse in the race. He's been placed um, here a couple of times and it was just going to be if I could sort of keep in touch and, and not get too far out of my ground and then just have a bit of luck coming to the turn and get out. And once I got out, I was pretty confident. I feel as though that just all came to plan. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah, you couldn't have scripted better. You know, you've got to plan in your mind how you'd hope the race to pan out. And it pretty much worked out exactly as I was hoped. So, yeah, really happy. How did the country people celebrate tonight? Oh, I don't know how they're going to celebrate, but I've got to ride 55 tomorrow, so I'm, having, I'm going real quiet. Yeah, he's going real quiet indeed. How many times did that happen to you, Corey? Well, a couple of times, particularly in Melbourne, yes. uh, where you had to go quiet after winning a big race. You probably just wanted to get out there and amongst it, and you couldn't. It can be very frustrating, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, know, I feel for blokes like Justin, you know, like I didn't really have a weight problem, but those sort of guys, like even one little slip up, you know, having a decent dinner on a Saturday night, um, mm. you know, can really take its toll. But well done. Um, he's one of Australia's great riders. Um, even Bernie said, you know, the, the amount of travel that he does. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a good jockey. Really good jockey. It was a shame old mate uh, Galapagos or Galapagos couldn't get into the money there, Brad. He's taken away from it. Yeah, he hasn't he? He's found a new home up there, unfortunately. Uh, Bernie, let's go <laughs> on to the uh, Tats Life member stakes. Uh, this for the two year olds over the 1400 metres. Yeah, Tyressa um, took this out race out, so she's really stood up to be counted. And what a pedigree she has. She is a three-quarter sister to Capitalist. You'll notice the four horses probably last into the straight, uh, well, certainly the first three past the line, and Chase and Artie, I think, might run fifth. So she had been struggling to stay in touch, but she probably had three or four behind her um, on straightening yesterday. And it's just this last sort of inside the last furlong where she's really out of, able to sort of power away from them. Honeypot and Kimi Tori um, must be two of the best maideners we've got going around at the moment. Um, Honeypot was on the backup and she said that's her in the green colours out wide and uh, in the Australian bloodstock colours is uh, Kimi Tori who um, finished off really well. I thought the run of victory moments was good. He looked the winner for some time there in the middle in the pink. Uh, but this filly Tyressa really stood up to be counted and that's what she needed to do given she's got such a, you know, fantastic pedigree. Let's hear from Kelly Schweder. It was a double for him and a nice win for Larry Cassidy. Yeah, look, all the runs have been really good. Like in the group one the other day, Larry thought she should have finished the length closer. So getting to beat two links in a, in a group one where she only got beat three was probably good form for this sort of race. Um, we really freshened her up. Uh, black type's so important to her. She's a three-quarter sister to Capitalist. So, um, look, he was, she was pretty confident in our jockey. And it was, you know, she, I thought she was over the odds and a uh, really good bunch of owners that own this horse. So I'm so pleased and, and all the staff at home. So it was a really good, good result from. And will that be it for her this prep? 
yeah, look, she's been in a long time. This is her first prep, really, so uh, we tricked her with a, a sort of 10 days and um, um, let's get someone waving over there. Um, yeah, look, she'll go for a break. And um, as I say, winning black tight races is a goal for these fillies. I think I would have been more confident because he, he had, which probably was this race, but it was an 1800 in mind. They had an 1800 in this here last year, that Tudor Karma won it. And um, we thought she was really looking for further. Um, but obviously that race didn't go ahead, so they've run this. So he's just freshened her up. And uh, like he's done a fantastic job because she was very dour in, in the um, other races, even though she ran really, really well, she was just a bit down. Like, she never travelled and sort of just kept plodding to the line, where today she had a bit of dash about her. So, you know, all honours to Kelly. He's, um, you know, he, he just trained her to perfection today, really. Yeah, Larry Cassidy, I've got to confess, I've been an unapologetic LV Cassidy fan for decades, <laughs> and he's still riding as good as ever. Yeah. Wouldn't blow out a candle there. Yeah. No, a little, obviously. You talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, Larry. <laughs> yeah. He um, comes back to the room. The race only 1,400, and he explains it like it's a three-mile race. He <laughs> says, surely there's, that much couldn't happen in that race, Larry. <laughs> but, no, nah, good rider. Very a comprehensive rider. explanation is what they call it. Uh, Bernie, uh, it's been a wonderful winter carnival. Of course, as we know, we go to Caloundra next week. But... Thank you for your contribution. Yep. There has been some outstanding racing uh, <coughs> during Stradbroke season and it looked like uh, you and your work husband, Maxie, and the team have enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, we have. It's always a ball. Winter's a great time. It's obviously a bit wet, wetter this winter than we're used to, uh, but it has been a terrific carnival. I'm not doing Sunny Coast next week. I am Queenstown bound, so off on a week's holiday. But before I go, I wanted to chat to you guys. It is state of origin today, so go Queensland. However, I wanted to chat to you about um, the girls, the women's uh, state yeah. of origin. You guys won, but wasn't it a great match? And to think that we can get... 11,000 people there to watch it in Canberra, I thought was amazing. And when you join those two teams together, what sort of an Australian team are we going to have? Yeah, I didn't get the pleasure of watching the game, but I heard Ray Thomas and that talking about it this morning on the radio, and they said it was absolutely unreal. So, yeah, to go mm. and watch the replay. Go and watch the replay. Mm. Bernie, great to see you. And, of course, <laughs> I think the highlight for you and I personally, or one of them, mm was seeing Desley win that big Route 1, the Kingsford Smith, with Apache Chase. All right. Uh, that's oh, absolutely. She was unbelievable. Yeah, it was... She was unbelievable. We, we, we could all feel it in our waters, couldn't we, that it was coming. So the next Group 1 we really want to celebrate. We're really waiting for Jimmy Orman to win his debut Group 1, but hopefully that comes soon. See you soon, my friend. Thank you as we head off to a break on Thoroughbred Weekly. Ten races yesterday from Royal Randwick. We started on a soft five. We were upgraded midway through the meeting and we got up to a good four. And boys, we started off with the highway, which uh, this week was a class two over 1,400 metres and the winner from Scone. It was. Uh, for our sake, Corey, yeah. I wish it went the other way, didn't it? So we'll have to watch this print again and just make sure he got yeah. rolled here on the line. But she did a really good job, didn't she? Boot Scooter, she'd been... Knocking on the door, I guess it's fair to say. She was really good in a highway last start. And as it turned out, she came down the wrong part of the track. Now, I know this track did dry out throughout the day and they made a point, the jockeys, of getting towards the inside as the day wore on. Uh, Liz Stamania, oh, fantastic. Lightly raced horse and Optimo, uh, the hard luck story of the race. Yeah, look, the winner, Boot Scooter, like, just watching a parade, 
there's nothing at all of her. She's obviously all heart, and like you said, come down probably the wrong part of the track, which we didn't really know until later on in the day. But yeah. uh, the second horse, I'd love to see him take the earmuffs off this horse. I was talking yesterday, maybe dropping back in trip. Uh, I just reckon he's, it's too much sedation for him. You know, like even when Boots go to come at him, you see him, he's got more to offer, but he's not, he's not delivering because I think those earmuffs are yeah. Yeah, taking it away from him, taking that finish away. He came again on the line, didn't yeah. he? Once he saw Boots Scooter out of the corner of his eye, he had yeah. another dip. Oh, for sure. And after the post, like uh, stride after the post, he's ahead in front again. So a little bit frustrating, but taking nothing away from the winner. I think it was a, a really big win for a little, really little horse. <laughs> Well, Boot Scooter was going to go straight past the other yeah. one. Yep. Was going yep. to go straight past. Yeah, and the more I watch it, the more I think that that's not Boot Scooter stopping. That was the other yes, horse simply coming back. back. Yep. Mm. All right, let's hear from uh, Rachel Northam and also Reese Jones. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, her main owner is at home unwell. Uh, she's okay, but she just couldn't come today. She will be so excited. Good on you, Verna. There's nothing like a winner to make someone just give them that lift, is there? Oh, it's just superb. I hope she stayed on the couch. And it's great uh, reward for Reese, who ran second on her in the last highway here. No, she's tiny, isn't she? But yeah, like you said, really big trial, you know, every time she goes out. She's just been getting better and better. Um, probably deserved the win last start, but got a little bit of a bad check. But she's done really well to run as well as she did last week and back up into this today. How, how far in front of Listermania did she get? Um, not very. Yeah, it was pretty tight. Hadn't had all the way down the run, but she showed a lot of heart and a lot of fight to get that bobbin. Uh, it's great to see you put the whip away the last sort of 50 metres and really give them a good shot to the line. Do you reckon that, you know, made the win? Look, you never know. Um, but yeah, Lexi's a trial. Um, she doesn't need too much more motivation, um, but not happy to get the job done for the owners and Rod today. Race number two there yesterday from Randwick was a benchmark 72. It was for three and four-year-olds over the mile and deficit started favourite. Yeah, didn't win though. That was Kalino. So he's a horse that's always shown glimpses of talent and he's just been a work in progress, but it all came together for him really well here. What I was most encouraged to see is that he settled so much better than he has in the past and he did it behind a slow tempo with plenty of daylight to his outside. So I think that's really encouraging and this was as soft as you like. He had the race. Pretty much patched up a long way from home. Timpanus probably didn't get the clearest of passages. He's going well and deficit just hit a flat spot at the top of the straight, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Timpanus, I just think this horse, little things are always going against him. Like he, he, two starts back, got there too late. The race has run too slow, he's too far back. Never got into the race until late. Um, yesterday, Tommy Sherry was in the race, but then, you know, didn't get a clear passage through. But the winner, I, I think the winner's yeah, I think the winner could be a carnival horse later on. Um, you know, I know it's only a winter sort of, you know, soft race, but I, I honestly think the horse has got the ability to win some good races. He's a big boy too, Timpanus. Yep. So he needs some room. Correct. Mm. Yeah. I thought Timpanus had the brow band on. That's something you don't see all that often. You see it occasionally, but it's not a frequent thing no. that we see. No. When I first went to Asia, you, you'd see it a lot in Asia. It's, it's basically the, the shadow role. Um, Horses can quite often, with the shadow roll on their nose, try and look over it instead of sort of like putting their head down. But um, that's hence why they put it on their brow band to, to look under it. What you saying yesterday that you actually rode a horse and it had four? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, I'd never seen. I'd seen the, obviously the winkers. We had the winkers and the um, the nose roll. But when I walked out, yeah, it was in in Hong Kong and the. The horse had like the fuzzy TV <laughs> screen around. Yeah, feather duster on I, its I head. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was, what's going on here? But, yeah. um, let's let's hear from Charlie Duckworth and Chad Schofield. 
he obviously trialled really nicely at the beginning of the preparation and first up he was a bit too fierce and second up he was a bit too short so today everything just planned out just right, the optimum trip and uh, yeah, he put them to bed pretty easily. He ambled up alongside of them, he was going to win it a long way out. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, you don't often see them getting eased down like, like Chad did over the last sort of 50 metres, but uh, pleasure to watch and, you know, I think uh, some very happy owners behind me. The stable were full of confidence before the race and Charlie said that he's been thriving and he was ready today over the mile and he was exactly right. Very little tempo early. He was a bit keen until he got cover, um, but he was always going to win the race. I hit the front without even asking him any questions and then it was just a matter of keeping him going, but it was quite soft. Did you think about sitting up outside of Lee? Because I could see him being a little bit aggressive down the back, but you were happy to let uh, young Semi Clippin cross you? I did. I mean, I was always going to get the 1-1, but it was just... It, it just took Sam a long time to cross me and, and, and get outside Timmy, but once he got cover and found a bum, he relaxed well, and, like, he had the race won a long way out. Yeah, Charlie Duckworth there and uh, Chad Schofield to race number three. This was the midway and it was a benchmark 72 boys over the 1100 metres. Yeah, these midways always take a little bit of deciphering, don't they? So you will note there that I thought Laprise went out a reasonable clip and that maybe set it up for something to come in from behind. But the two other horses that are on speed end up battling it out here. So Pandora Blue and Prince Invincible. The other takeaways are probably the fact that Moralist has returned really well. He hit the line and just field. It was good to see this mare bounce back to her best form. I think that coincided with the driest track she'd seen all campaign, but looking at her splits, uh, she's actually clocked the fastest last 600 metres across the entire day. The other run I want to forgive here, Corey, is Conrad. Yeah. Just in the wrong part of the track, a race that didn't really suit, and of course he was always going to improve. He's always going to improve. Still looked a little bit big in the enclosure, but I think that's his normal like sort of look um he, he was glowing in the enclosure he's definitely going to improve but the way the race was run i don't think suited as well um i think he was no. just sort of at his top for too long um being first up being fresh yeah you would have loved to a little bit softer run and dash home but um it mate taking nothing away from the first four over the line um ash morgan good to see him in the the city winners enclosure it's his actual first city winner so um i yeah, I'd done the interview afterwards and I thought he'd actually had a couple of midweek winners before in town, but he said, no, it's my first ever city winner. So, good, well done, mate. Well done to him. And we're going to hear from Ash along with the trainer, Kristen Buchanan. She's very genuine. She tries very hard every time she steps out. Uh, I thought Ash's ride on her was very patient, considering her kind of obvious racing style is to go forward. He didn't panic about it. Um, and, yeah, great, great job. Super proud of her. You know the family so well. This girl will be a half to two blue, that good horse of yours. Yeah, absolutely. And we had another half-brother step out at Tamworth yesterday, ran second, blue guitar. Um, Ken and Leanne Dennis and, and the crew have been amazing owners for me. They're very supportive of the stable. She's got not a bad record, this girl. Five wins from 13. She knows how to win. Oh, she does. Like I said, she, she knows where the winning post is and she tries very hard. Sometimes she tries a little bit too hard, um, but you'd rather that. Yeah, well, that's, that's my first winner in town there today. So, um, you know, there's a couple of opportunities the last few weeks to come down for, for decent rides. So I've been keen to come down and, um, yeah, look, it all went, all went well. I sort of come down here, I'd take any sort of win at the minute here, you know. Um, but no, it was good. She had, I thought I'd lead. They went quick. Got a nice cart into the race and um, Tyler's horse kicked back and it looked to be fair, she was tough late. Yeah, the Welshman has been out here a few seasons now and he presently, boys, leads the New South Wales Premiership in front of J-Mac. Yes, and not many people beat J-Mac, mm. do you? So the fact that he's riding so many winners everywhere and now just starting to get his, his toe in the water as far as the water. City goes, yep. 
Who knows? Like that's probably the next logical step for him, and, isn't it? And he can ride fairly light as well. So the opportunities that he could get coming to town, now it's the right time of year to come to town. You know, with the boys mostly being up in Queensland for mm. the bigger races, so it gives the the blokes who don't get so many opportunities, um, you know, more of a go. But yeah, he definitely could make his make his mark in town without a doubt. On to race number four here, and Bakara Kare, who was a dominant winner at the Provincials at uh, her most recent start, was favourite here. She was, but she was a drifting favourite, wasn't she? So a lot of the bookies out there were just dangling the carrot late for punters, and they got the lot because Rebel Shadow was the one that dove up the inside. This was a bit of a, a messy race, so you've got... 0.7 of a length between the first five home here and it turns into a bit of a sprint that last little bit so pretty wild does a good job rebel shadow of course was the horse that threw the race away a couple of weeks ago in midway company i thought sacrimony was very good making a long sustained run there out wide and pakari kari i think we just have to forgive uh, she found herself posted yeah. throughout raced a little bit keen i think she's better when she's got some cover and ridden on that quieter side yeah and Probably the, the the track too. We worked it out later on that uh, you had to be near the fence, or it raced much better near the fence. Pulled hard, popped out at about the 700, three deep. Done done a bit of work within itself. But um, Tyler Schiller, I think this horse, a little bit like the Hulk, just got to be ridden really quiet, given one little crack. Um, still learning. You can even see the horse when he's walking back into the enclosure. He's still looking. He's still very new. Three year old, still coming to hand. But um. Yeah, I, th I thought it was a really big win, to be honest. Mm. To come off sort of a slow speed like he did and attack the line like he did, I thought it was good. Gary Portelli was not on track yesterday. He's in Perth waiting for the origin tonight. James Fathers was there deputising and we'll hear from Tyler Schiller as well. It was a perfect ride, very patient. Um, horse obviously put the race on the wall last start and it's good to see him put it all together today. He's always had it in him that he's just lacked that killer punch. He showed it today. I think last start he really showed how good he was, that huge turn of foot. We've always thought, thought a lot of the horse, and it's great to see him finally all do it today. Not a bad little record he's got, three from 11, four minors. He's always thereabouts. No, no always been competitive, especially at Metropolitan level. He's got some good form now and onwards and upwards. And any Rebel Dane that wins is pretty special to the boss. Yeah, certainly special to Gary. He'll be absolutely thrilled with this, so great result. Yeah, he's got some extreme turn of foot on him. He got, got back in a slow run race today and he was overdoing it, but... I was happy to just keep saving ground and finding bums and when he got out at the 150, it's easy to let go and he was really strong through the line. Look, he's only young but he still seems to be learning, he hasn't put it all together yet? Yeah, he's definitely a thinker. He, um, last start I had the whip in the right and had him run off the track on me so today didn't make those mistakes and he's shown that he's got plenty of ability. You are having a good little battle, you and Reese Jones for the Premiership? Yeah, we're having a little crack. Um, hopefully I can come out on top but it's all going to come down to the wire. Gab, if you're an unabashed fan of Larry Cassidy, I'm yes. an unabashed fan of Tyler's hair at the moment. I'm just curious that what you ask for when you go to the hairdressers for that number. Mm. Like, how is that explainable? <laughs> well, I thought you'd be the most likely well, I just, panel to... Well, do you just say, uh, just keep it as is, just, you know... Just trim like it up. Just trim it up. Yeah. yeah, don't touch it. Just, you know, give it yeah, a little yeah. bit of a... Not too much off. Not too much off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I've never had one. Bit more here, a little less there. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm. <laughs> Should have been at Ipswich the other day. We'll head off to uh, a break. Are we going to a break? Yeah, let's do that and we'll have a look at uh, some more of Royal Randwick.
to give anyone up, but if you could hear the uh, conversation during the ad break and Brad explaining that finding a new hairdresser was an, a harrowing experience oh, for him. It must be, life here. must be so it's tough. Absolutely Talk about first world problems. Oh, and how much fudge you go through yeah. each week. <laughs> an industrial vat of it, I would have thought. What are we up to? Oh, race, we're moving on. Five? Yeah. Okay, we'll throw to the replay then. Come on, Brad. Race five here. Who's, who wins this? I have to turn over the page. Was it the Stays Cup? No, I've jumped the gun there. You want to go to the benchmark seven? Nothing sweet about me. <laughs> Tough winner here. Uh, we'll have a look at this replay. Corey, um, I thought she did a really good job. She just sits outside the lead. You see they backed off in the middle stages in this race. And just when you thought she was coming under siege here, Combella Fee comes out of the pack. Nifla peaks on her run. She's in for the fight. Typical Gay Waterhouse train galloper. It was just a really good ride by Tim Clark. He, he, he actually was the control of the race. He um, sat back off the lead up, knowing that... Uh, Chris Williams wouldn't come up and attack him because the moment Chris come up, he would have popped him out three deep. But um, young Reese Jones, I reckon if he had his time again, he would have got on his bike a little bit sooner because they just went too slow. I know he had a couple of kilos more than its last win. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think he, he needed to get rolling sooner. Um, it was beaten by a small margin, but I think it should have won by a decent margin. Gab, do you want to have a crack at the sectionals here, or? Oh, did you want me to throw to the replay, uh, to the interviews, or I'm, I'm, I'm in your balls in your court. Maybe a horse to follow out of the race. Oh, the winner probably. Yeah, it'll go on tough as nails. Oh, I tend to agree. <laughs> Let's hear from John Livingston. Is that all right if I throw to this? Yes, absolutely. John Livingston was there for Gay and Adrian yesterday, and the winning rider was Tim Clark. That's a the six win from twelve stars today, and you know, great to get it back on a drying service. And Tim knows their horses so well. He had to do it. It was a good job that she did. She had to cart the rest of the field up and then really tough it out late. But that's what she is, though. She's, she's tough, you know. You can serve it up to her and she'll fight all day. So really happy to get another win on the board for the Duns and Gain Age would be really pleased with that. You're right about her record. She's got a 50% strike rate. She's only had the 12 starts. Phenomenal. You'd love a stable full of them, for sure. She'll keep going now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll just uh, pick out the races as we go and uh, there'll be more in her, for sure. I love being a good spy and importantly that... It was running at a, you know, just a nice even tempo throughout the Ash didn't try and go too slow and I think everything got into a nice rhythm and me included behind him and um, once she sort of got to the front she was there to be beaten but seen her do it many a time she, she's really in for the fight when she when she does strike the front she's really hard to get past. What did you think when um, Reese was coming at you at about the 150? Yeah I was always confident she was going to just sort of keep doing enough to, to keep her head in front obviously Reese's horse been in good form but just had to shoulder that little bit more weight today and it was probably the difference in the end. Before we move on, Stewart's report, Nifla pulled up one out of five lane. Mm. So that wasn't the Nifla that we know. No. She's made a career out of being so consistent, so forgive her that. All right, on to the Stayers Cup. This was over the 2,600 metres, and it was another one for Waller, and it was another one for Schiller. It was. It looked this mare's race to lose on paper, didn't it? Especially after Bonnie Ezra uh, headed north and we saw Alaka Hand scratch with a vet certificate in the morning. So hopefully everything is okay with that horse. But she started a short price favourite. She got a beautiful camp just in behind the speed. And for a stride or two, you thought, yep. maybe this is looking a little bit tricky. Uh, but the fact she still picked herself up, and you said this during the coverage, Corey, and still sprinted away. Yeah. That's encouraging, isn't it, for a horse that's a genuine staying type at the end of 2,600 metres, and she wins as the market predicted she would. Yeah, she had a really soft run right behind the speed. When the leader dropped off, there's a few few strides there where Tyler would have been, not panicking, but just it was going to become bad luck rather than good luck. Um, but he managed to get himself back onto the rail and get up underneath Kieran McAvoy. But, yeah, I was super impressed with the way that 
she actually lengthened to the line. You know, like I know she had a soft run directly behind the speed and didn't do any work whatsoever, but you generally find sort of horses that get that sort of deep into their prep, get into those distances, they lose that dash getting to the line. Mm. Um, but yeah, she was super impressive yesterday. I thought the ride of Louise Day on Maricopa was a cracker as well. <laughs> it was. Because she could see that Tyler was in a bit of a tricky spot. Correct. And Tyler had to look around and think, okay, I'm going to ease off heels. And yep. Louise was onto that. Yep. Saw him look around and thought, I'm just going to punch up here yeah. and keep him in a pocket. Yeah. So and really it, it, it's a ride. smart ride. It, he's a very, very smart rider. And you, you ride in a fine line, but she, um, she didn't overstep it. Mm. And I, I think actually Tyler, if you go back through the stewards report, I think it was Tyler that got the... Um, slap over the wrist and exercise care because he, he put himself into a spot and shortened Kathy up on the leader that was dropping out of it. But, um, but yeah, good smart ride by Louise Day. Yes. Here's Charlie Duckworth again and Tyler Schiller once again. Look, we sort of sent her up there thinking we might get a bit of confidence going to Queensland where they just run along a little bit better to help her relax in the run and also obviously a, a slightly inferior grade. So um, that seemed to work, work its magic and then came, came, she came back down and Tommy Berry had a really good association uh, with her, obviously not here today and well, wouldn't have been able to ride the weight anyway. So more than, more than happy to claim and go around with a nice light weight and um, yeah, she, she looked like she might be a hard luck story at the top of the straight but she sort of muscled her way out and uh, was incredibly strong through the line. She's obviously a, uh, a very tough stayer um, and, and, and stay, stays the journey well. Yeah, I just popped off the rail and tried to improve a bit where the leaders were coming back but I was jogging around the turn and I always had a lap full of horse. I just had to find a gap and when she found that gap at the 350, 300, she was really, really electric through the line and I thought for a good stayer she's on the up. That's what I was about to say. A horse like her, even getting up over that trip, they normally lose that dash, but she's got a great acceleration when you let her down. Yeah, and she always felt like that. She jumped well and put herself in the race and just travelled like a sprinter, really, but she um, out-sprinted out them there and out-toughed them as well. Two, two other takeaways, I thought, from the race. Watching it live and then doing the replay, Cathy O'Hara and Arabellini, I thought I saw shades of pumper there, kind of going fast, backing off, going fast, going back, backing off, and that didn't really suit Fernambulist. I did note on a couple of occasions she kind of came, or he kind of came on and off up the bridle and, yeah, yeah. and up and back and never really found its rhythm. Yeah. So I think you'd be forgiving there. For sure, for sure. Um, I actually thought Cathy would have tried to take the speed out of the race a little bit. She sort of it was stop-start the whole way, but even going down past the post first time, she sort of like set him, not set him alight, but it was a decent sort of gallop. And I thought she mm. may have tried just because the horse hasn't won over the trip or hadn't been over the trip. I thought she may have sort of tried to ease up and take it out of the race a little bit, but um, yeah. not to be. That's the horse though too, isn't it? Like yeah. in the defence of yeah. Kath, is that it's a very one pace kind yeah. of stay, I get out in front and bust them up. Yeah, yeah I, I'd sooner do it the other way. I'd go really slow for the first half of the race and then and from then the thousand on, just step it right up, you know, and every yeah. furlong, you know, if they can do that. So not many horses can make two or three runs, you know, like fast and up, slow down, fast and up, slow down. Yeah. So in that style of horse, I would be trying to hold right up until the thousand and then, yeah, doing the Jimmy Cassidy and letting rip. <laughs> and if I was anyone watching, I'd definitely be taking jockey advice from this man. <laughs> yes, as opposed to our vast experience, That's which right. is zero. I'd just right. be holding off a dear life. Yeah, correct. On to race number seven we go. This was a benchmark 88, was Waller again. Francesco Gardi back from Brisbane and back a winner. 
Yes, and a lovely ride here from Chad Schofield. Is it fair to say that Chad's been the quiet achiever over the past couple of months? He probably doesn't get the headlines, uh, but he doesn't make too many mistakes at the moment. I think at the end of the day, the ride won this race. Like looking at the splits home, I don't think there was a lot in terms of the runs of Francesco and Solar Apex, with the difference being that ducking and weaving ride just save a little bit of ground. And Major Artie, uh, we will touch on him probably after Francesco, but geez, he was brave given that Thorin went out 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I, I think the, the ride on the winning horse was definitely the, what won the race. Um, unlucky up in Brisbane, still won, but struck all the trouble. Electric when, um, when it ended up getting the run, but Chad exposed a long way from home. But this horse, this is another one that could probably go to, you know, good group and listed level, I reckon, this horse later on. Um, I think they've, they've got a smart horse in their hands. Yeah, this is a race that was really truly run. So this 16 lengths faster to the 1,000 metres than that Nothing Sweet About Me race. So yeah. really, really long. At a good clip, which for me makes the run of Major Artie enormous. Bethancourt, two out of five lame and slow to recover. So genuine excuses for him. All right, let's hear from Charlie Duckworth and also Chad Schofield. Yeah, I mean, he's slightly better than Queensland, obviously. Um, Look, we, we bought this horse as a yearling in the UK um, and, and sent him to a good good friend of ours and he trained him as a two-year-old and a three-year-old and then brought him down here so he actually ran at Royal Ascot as a three-year-old um, over a mile and a half so everything he's done to date in Australia has been a bonus really we sort of thought that he'd need 2400 before he really hit his straps and I think this is his first go at the journey in, in this country so um, look he's he's got a incredibly bright future and uh, quite where he ends up I'm not quite sure but um, he could even be a horse that you know could go to a Metropolitan or a race like that so um, pretty bright future. He was a lovely ride too by Chad who just waited for the right time to get out and put him into the race. Yeah exactly oh, look we, we had a sort of good chat before the race and said look he, he, he might be uh, one of the more progressive horses in the race um, so so ride, ride him accordingly and, and, and trust the horse and, and he was able to do that today and produce an excellent ride. Obviously he's a European horse by Frankel, he's only four years old so he's progressive. Um, yeah we just wanted to get him into a nice rhythm and they said he, he can overdo things but it's a genuine pace there with the tearaway leader and he, he found a nice rhythm and um, from around the 600 I was looking to get out and take bad luck out the equation and we did that. Um, he didn't quite put them away like I thought he would, but we got the job done. Yeah, because over the 1400 up there at Eagle Farm, he was unlucky getting through, but when he got through, he showed a good turn of foot, but he didn't have that today, jumping up to the 1800, which is expected. Yeah, he didn't, but um, yeah, he's, he looked the most progressive horse in that field today, and um, onwards and upwards for him. Feature event at Randwick was the Civic Stakes at listed level. This was over the 1,400 metres, and it was Glyn Schofield at his absolute best here aboard Taxu. Gates are back and they're off and racing. A near perfect dispatch away. Maria Mir off the inside. Bounce well. True Detective Dorm Passage going forward. And Taxu's going to drive through and hold them all out. 
So Taxu in front from Maria Mir, True Detective third, Dawn Passage fourth, then Grove Ferry, Tamahari off the track going forward as the speed came out of the race early. Carif is next and then followed by Lightning Jack Oscar Zulu in that clump. Muberis is about five wide. East Asia back fourth last and then looks like Elvis all-time legend and lure me in as last of all. 800 metres left to run. Taxu about a half clear. Tamahari's run into second spot. Third Maria Mia. Then followed by Grove Ferry. Leader just trying to slip them before the corner and it's quickly pinched three lengths here. Dawn Passage fifth then followed Carif and True Detective. Muberis Lightning Jack looks like Elvis buried away the inside. Then East Asia, Oscar Zulu, lure me in and all-time legend. Taksu going for it here and now. Top of the straight. Four lengths clear from Tamahari. Maria Mia next. Then Grove Ferry, Dawn Passage. Carif running a race and Muberis heads the others. 200 metres left to run. Taksu a couple clear. Maria Mia is cutting to the margin back on the inside. Looks like Elvis very late. Taksu in front. They're starting to close. Taksu needing the post. Oscar Zulu late. Taksu won it. Taksu just. Taksu beat Oscar Zulu who jumped up out of the ground. He caught him napping Scoey there just before the corner. He did. Tenth time lucky as far as a good track goes. I know we're talking a, a winter good four so there's still a little bit of cushion there but it was a, a gutsy ride as you said earlier in the show Corey. Um, he was a bit slow out. Got easy enough time in the first couple hundred metres, but then there was a noticeable increase in the pressure, and that's the best way to ride this horse. But he doesn't really quicken, but what he can do is sustain a long sprint to the line. He's putting a couple of short ones in here late, but he does enough to get home. Oscar Zulu probably should have won. Uh, he was just held up momentarily there, getting towards the inside. But Taksu, when you do it that way, uh, you're hard to deny. For sure, you know, and like, like we said, it's, it's to Glenn, Glenn Schofield's credit, like, Jockeys don't normally do it on favourites. Um, it's, it's, it's game. That's the way to not to. Well, it's the way to ride the horse. But to do it from the 600 is very, very game. You know, to, I, I, if he had the really, really soft run in front, I can totally understand. But he'd done a little bit of work to get to the front. He was actually lucky to get to the lead. Um, he was fraction slow away and could have been shut out of it and made sort of box seat on the horse. But yeah, to, to push the pedal at the 600 after doing the bit of work early, I, I thought it was a really game ride. Glenn copped a fine, $600 for excessive whip use. Excessive whip use? Well, he, he definitely made up for it on the way back. It took him 10 minutes to get the horse back to the enclosure. <laughs> He's catching his breath. That's what I said to him. I said, I'm not sure if it's you catching your breath or you're allowing the horse to catch his breath after a tough run. But mm. um, again, full credit to Glenn. It was a really good ride. Uh, Josh Pass said later on in the day he thought he was a tragedy beaten on Oscar Zulu. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. And Josh, there was like a, a lengthy part in the stewards report suggesting as to why he persevered for a run on the inside. And Josh was a firm believer throughout the day that the way the track was playing yeah. was a huge advantage yep. to be in those correct. first couple of lanes yeah. because the way it was drying out, it was drying out faster towards the inside. Yeah, no, he, he is correct in what he was saying. I, di I didn't pick up on it until he, like he rode his winner, yep. Hulk, and then I went back and sort of had a look and it was quite well, noticeable. Well, Scoey's out in front in full flight, yeah. Josh has got nowhere to go. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's hear from Joe Pride and also Glyn Schofield. Look, we figured he was probably a good option for us. He's um, very good on horses out and funny. You know, obviously always rode ball of muscle and lately sort of coal crusher. Um, great to give him an opportunity, didn't let us down. He's not a wet tracker, is he? He's been labelled as that, but here we are on a firming track, and he had form on good tracks prior to today. Look, he certainly didn't like Eagle Farm. I wasn't sure coming into today about him on the on the dry, but look, he's won. He's now won the best race he's won on the dry track. So, um, you know, albeit a winter track, um, but uh, no, it was a good effort. And he'll probably come back in a couple of weeks' time for the winter stakes. It looks a nice race for him, Joe. 
It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, he, look, he's... This is the right time of year for him to be in, you know. I sort of brought him back from Queensland, toyed with the idea of putting him out, but at the end of the day, he's a, he's a winter horse and, you know, this is a perfect time of year for him, so that's a great result for the connections. Yeah, it was a bit similar to Cold Crusher like, two weeks ago when got the really good winning form on wet ground and obviously dry surface today, so it was a little bit of an unknown, but Joe was pretty confident the horse was in good shape and he proved it today. Did you know that you'd skip that far from the field? Yeah, I just didn't want him to get the bit in his teeth because he can do a few things wrong. He can hang if he gets horses around him, so... I just wanted to make sure that he was rolling in in a good frame and a good rhythm on the corner. And I let him go and he, geez, he gave me a good kick and just held on late. The long pull-up, was that for him to get his breath back or you? No, it was a bit me, Corey. I feel like a steamed fish this morning. I've been in that spa for so long. I feel like I came out with some tinfoil around me and some nice white flesh, but it uh, paid off. It was, it was a winner. It was well done. We're in Schofield there. On to the ninth. Did you get any sleep last night, Brad, thinking about your old mate Hulk? Ah, I see it, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Hulk has done it, hasn't he? The 15th jockey he's had in his career. Josh Parr couldn't have ridden his horse any better. Corey tipped it in the yard, and I said to him after the race, is that the first time you've tipped Hulk? And he said, yes, it is, which is amazing to me. I think I've tipped him about 15 times for nothing. Uh, jump off, and this is what he does. This is what he is capable of doing. I even wore the green jacket today in honour of the mighty Hulk. And so... I was proud of him more than anything, Gav, hmm. is the answer to your question. Yeah, but the pocket wasn't real proud. No, the pocket wasn't overly <laughs> no. proud. But hey, sometimes there's, there's bigger things at play in racing than the pocket. Isn't it funny, like, you find horses like that in like a jockey's career, they're hard to work out and you've got to ride them bad for them to run well, if that makes sense. Like, and just going back through his replays, the, the, the more bad luck that he's had, the better I find that he runs. So if you can really find a bum all the way up into the 100, you know, 150 and then just release, have one little crack at him, um, yeah, that's, that's the way to ride him. And Josh Parr got it 100% correct yesterday. Tom Melbourne-esque. No time <laughs> to think about it. Yeah, I couldn't work him out neither. I was <laughs> one of the long list of jockeys that runs second on him as well, don't worry. <laughs> Here's Charlie Duckworth and Josh Parr. He's always been a horse with a held-up run um, and, and a sort of last dash at limit that he's got a really good sprint and that's exactly what he displayed today. Um, obviously, the inside inside sort of couple of runs on the track is, is um, a, a significant advantage and Josh Josh was well aware of that and just bided his time and waited until there was clear air and then pulled the trigger and uh, his tone of foot was electric. He mightn't do it often, but on his day, he can do what we just saw. Yeah, absolutely. No, like, that's it. And, and, you know, sort of I think it can be frustrating following him as a punter or even as an owner. Um, but then when he, when he turns up and conditions suit, well, he's, he's, he's a pretty cool horse to have. Hopefully he can go on with it now. Yeah, let's hope. Tell you what, he, uh, he showed an engine today, so I'm happy to have the keys uh, while he's firing like that. He's one of those horses, the more bad luck he has, the better he rips to the line. Like if, you, if you had have exposed him at the top of the straight, you would never find the line like that. Uh, that's totally correct. And I've been, each race, the, the inside section's just got drier and quicker all day. I've seen him coming up there. I tried it on Oscar Zulu. I, I, I was out of position just to try and get to the inside and I only needed even luck and I got rotten luck. So he should have won. I, I held my nerve and tried it again on Hulk. And as you said, you can hold him up and... Uh, What's a good way to put it? Almost as if you're only trying to let him go for 100 metres. Yep. And when you ride him like that, his acceleration is, is very good. 
near beauty, Josh Farr. <laughs> and at the last, and it was Jojo was a man who was heavily backed in the tie the knot colours. Flying this horse. He's won three from four this campaign. He found the right part of the track, I guess you could say, just closer towards the inside there, but a very neat ride here. <laughs> Just popping in behind the speed, uh, Beaufort Park is humming at the moment for Saba San, loving life in Sydney. That's two back-to-back -back efforts behind that same horse. Jojo was a man. Another win is close for him. I guess the other wash-up points from this race is ready to humble. Had absolutely no luck whatsoever. Uh, it continues to defy the big odds. It's being sent around, and I think we can be a little bit forgiving of Simba. Yeah, I think the winner's win was much better than what people think. Mm. Early in the race, or probably about the 800, Reese was forced to let Cathy go and drag the horse back a, probably a half a length, three quarters of a length further than he wanted and it got the horse right up in the bridle and racing quite keen. Cathy uh, kept coming back on from the bush into his lap and re the horse just never had it his own way. He never got his head down to flow and um, get comfortable in the run. He did for about, I reckon, 100 metres on the point of the home turn. Um, just a really good, tough, gritty win, I think. Um, obviously the horse is in terrific form. But yeah, if you watch the race, race replay again, it's a much better win. Although he didn't win by a big margin, it's a much tougher win than what you first, first you know, view. Yeah, I think it was the win of a horse looking for a touch further as well. Yeah. And I think John Thompson says as much. Let's hear from John and also the winning rider, Reese Jones. He's probably a horse that is looking for a bit further now, but uh, we've tried to keep him fresh and because this was pretty much the only race we could run in. But um, no, he done well again today. You know, he got in a... A tricky spot there, uh, mid-race and was really over-racing. Uh, he probably likes a little bit more room than that, but once he got out and uh, started to wind up, I, I knew he would be strong late, so no, he's, he's going super. He's a promising horse going through his grades. He really is, isn't he? He's having a great preparation. Going super. No, he's um, showed ability from day one, you know, but he's just needed a bit of racing and a bit of seasoning, and, um, you know, and, and he's taken the, the steps each time, and uh, I think uh, you'll keep doing it. You've got a great team behind you. There's a legend standing three feet from us who's one of those. Yes, uh, my father-in-law, Rod, uh, loves coming to the races. He's a bit of a lucky charm, I've got to say, so uh, you've got to keep bringing him. <laughs> to overcome that kind of run he had, you know, it was, it was a lot keener today. Wanted to over-race, overdo it a little bit early. Um, but eventually he came back to me, he switched off nicely and ended up having a cosy run into the top of the straight. Um, and once he found that gap, he, he tackled one super. The second horse come to you like he was going to beat you two or three times, but your bloke just kept sticking his head out and wanting to win? Yeah, look, he's tough and he knows what he has to do to win. Uh, I think that's three for three on him now, so he's been a nice horse to me and grateful to stick with that horse from John and the Connections. Reese Jones and John Thompson there, and that was the 10 race program yesterday, boys, from Randwick. Certainly was, and a little bit of news before we go. Going back to, <coughs> excuse me, little pumpkin star Tontes, mm -hmm. uh, the winner up there of the Tiara, she's likely to be the first horse locked away for the invitation this year. Okay. $2 million. So, yeah, she'll be offered a spot, uh, and all indications are that the connections will accept. Mm. All right. Thank you for that late-breaking news. You're welcome. <laughs> Very grateful, Brad. <coughs> I'm just choking here while I yeah, delivered it. No need to get hey, emotional. Right. I mean, it yeah. was a good win in the touch oh, no. CR, but oh, no. hold back the waterworks. Just Glory, racing, Gav. Good, good to see you. The show will be back on August 21 day after Wink Stag Stay, and you'll be here. I'll be here for sure, with bells on. All right. And the coach and Duff will be back. He's having a good time, Duff, overseas, seemingly. Yes. Well, the evidence points to... <laughs> making much. plenty of friends. The, pitch, the pitches are great. Yeah. He's yes. having a great time. Some of it a bit of a drag, but the rest of it, he's <laughs> hey, having a great time. Dush, dush. <laughs> Thanks for your company. We'll see you next season uh, here on Thoroughbred Weekly with the boys. Catch you soon.